Proofreading Business Podcast with Elizabeth Wigner. For more, visit theproofreadingbusinesscoach.com. All right, we are here with Candace today. Candace is one of my transcript proofreading graduates, and she I feel like she just encompasses everything that you want to talk about proofreading about. Candace has either done it, been there, thought about it. Um, she's a mom. She's a nurse. She's a wife. Uh, she has a million other side projects going too. And she managed to figure out how to fit in time to learn how to be a transcript proofreader and then go out and get clients. So some days she's even so busy that she's shared work because she's had so much to do. So Candace, I have like all these questions that I wanted to ask her and I feel like I could keep her here for days, but we're not going to do that. We're going to cover some things. And I am so excited for you to hear from Candace. Could you hear from me about how much I love transcript proofreading and how much it has changed my life and how many different ways I've been able to expand. Like when I started my proofreading business, I never imagined one day I'd be sitting here talking to Candace about her proofreading business. And Candace has a similar story with how her proofreading business and her background has just impacted her life in ways. And hearing it from other people helps. So it's not just me. It's like, okay, Elizabeth, we know you like transcript proofreading. So here are others who enjoy it too. Candace is one. So Candace, thank you so, so much for making time to be here today. I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Good. Well, so one other thing about Candace too, is she is actually my community support manager inside both of our uh, communities. So when you join the transcript proofreading course, there are uh, two communities. One is for students as you're learning, and then one is for graduates. Um, it's kind of like the elite exciting group to get into once you pass your exams to get in there. And Candace is the manager over it to make sure that everybody gets their questions answered. They're supported. I mean, I'm inside there. Um, Kat or assistants inside there as well. And Candace is the... She helps make everything a well-oiled machine in there and makes everybody feel loved and supported. So if you're already a student or a grad and are listening, you're like, oh yeah, I know Candace. And if you're not yet, then you will definitely get to know Candace too when you're inside the community. So Candace, I would like to kick this all off by asking you, how did you get interested? Transcript proofreading is such a unique niche. Most people have never heard of it before. So what made you interested? Like when you heard about it, what made you be like, think I could do this. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I I thought about proofreading for a while, like general proofreading. Um, and my background is in nursing, so I'm an RN, but I know I didn't want to go back to that and those hours. And I couldn't at the time. So I was looking for something remote, flexible, that could work with my family schedule and things like that. And then I stumbled upon your Instagram <laughs> randomly. Yes. And I was how you described it. I think I watched that intro video. I was like, yes, this sounds perfect. Um, the only thing was I don't like to read for fun. So <laughs> hey, I think you're the proof first proofreader I've ever heard who said uh, proofreading is not my thing. So tell me more about this not liking to proofread or not liking to read. For yes. Fun. So free time. I like to like cross stitch or do little crafty things while I watch TV. Like that's how I unwind, not necessarily reading for fun. But um, when it comes to like finding errors, spotting errors, like that's what I really love to do. And I love proofreading for friends and things like that. So I knew I had the ability to do it, but not necessarily read as a hobby. 
that makes sense. I mean, it is different, but it totally makes sense. So tell me when you're sitting down and proofreading, like, does it feel like you're reading um, or does it feel completely different? How does your take, since you don't like, how does that feel when you do that? Like, it feels like I'm like a sleuth (laughs) with a magnifying glass and I'm like unraveling a mystery. Like what is happening in this transcript? But also like, okay, is this correct? Is this not? So I like that hunting for, for errors type of thing. Do you feel like you're, did you read Nancy Drew growing up when you were little? Yeah. Foxcar children, Nancy Drew, my total faves. (laughs) So do you feel like you're channeling your inner boxcar children slash Nancy Drew when you're doing it? Yes. I always wanted to be Nancy Drew. So I'm Nancy Drew of your transcripts. (laughs) I love that. I feel like Nancy Drew was, she was a dream that I could be when I grew up. And we're pretty close. I mean, now we're close to it. I I feel like we're even, even cooler than Nancy Drew because- we are real to begin with. And, <laughs> and we're still like getting to put our sleuthing skills to good use, but inside transcripts too. So what made you pick transcript proofreading over general proofreading? Like where you get to, like I had a previous podcast episode on like, what is the difference between transcript proofreading and general proofreading? Cause there are, they are very different. So like, what's it, what made you decide transcripts are where I want to be as opposed to like books or blogs or websites? Yeah, you know, I really like the specificity of it. And like, it's a very known quantity. I feel like with general proofreading, it felt overwhelming. Like, where would I start? Where Who would I apply to? Like, you yes. made it so clear that there is a target audience for this. And so I think that was the major draw. Like, okay, this feels doable and not overwhelming. That makes sense. So you mentioned earlier that you were a nurse and nursing and transcript proofreading are very different. Obviously, yes, with nursing, uh, it's not as flexible because if you're in the hospital, you're obviously not at home with your kids. Um, But how do you feel like, because a lot of people, you know, they go to college and they put all this, like nursing school is not, I've not been to nursing school, but I, it's not a lot. It, It is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. How do you feel like you're still using your nursing without like completely leaving nursing behind, but you're in transcripts now. Oh my, I feel like I use it all the time and it's been like such a good way to market. Like Mm -hmm. if they know they have medical depots they need to do, or they just know I'm familiar with the terminology, like it Mm. can come up and things like that. And so I think that base of knowledge has been super helpful in a lot of different ways. And I feel like I do use it like every day in my proofreading. So I'm glad that I got it, even though it was hard. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm so glad that it's, it's something that I can bring into my proofreading. That's a good point about medical depositions because there are a lot, I mean, there are so many malpractice suits or even not a malpractice suit, but like, even like, you know, some of the most basic transcripts are car wrecks where you're talking about how you got in a car wreck. But if they're talking about the medication they're on because of the, in the car wreck or talking about all their different injuries or the doctors coming in and talking about a car wreck, I'm not, I don't have a nursing background. And so I am Googling like crazy. I don't know how to pronounce any of these things. You don't have to pronounce it, but it does help as you're reading to like, think about it. So I can imagine being a nurse. It's like, oh, I'm right at home with this. And like doctors seem to speak a certain way or people in the medical profession. So kind of knowing the vernacular and like how they, how they are going to put together their sentence makes it easier to be like, okay, this is fine. And not be like, this is grammatically wrong. <laughs> this this makes good. no sense. 
and they yeah. talk on and on. And so it's kind of like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and some attorneys, some attorneys are even doctors turned attorneys. And then you so you've got attorney talk with the doctor talk and it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my reaction. <laughs> yes. Which for those listening who don't have a nursing background or an attorney background or a doctor background, that doesn't mean that you can't proofread transcripts. There are plenty of transcripts that don't have nursing and or uh, medical knowledge in them. And I mean, I don't have a nursing background and I proofread plenty of transcripts with tons of medical info. But saying all that, having a nursing background is so handy. Like how much I have to Google compared to I'm sure you Google when you hear a term, you're like, oh, I got this. And you just go. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know on lives before you've been like, let me help you pronounce that medication right now. (laughs) But like, that's the thing. You can use anything from your background and it's going to be helpful to understand something. So true. Yes. And I like how in your, like, even in your email signature that you send to court reporters, you have that you're an RN in it as just a, just a subtle way to be like, Hey, I'm here for you. If you are doing a lot of medical work, I like that. Yes. My subtle flex. (laughs) 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 Hey guys, pay attention to this signature here. (laughs) No. And I love that you can use it because I know sometimes people, when they, they spend so much time in college and then they they realize it's not for them and that's totally fine. It's better to have done it and realize it's not for you than to wonder for the rest of your life. But I love that you can still use something you spend a lot of time and I'm sure a lot of money on a lot of stress um, on and are able to use it. I, that's really, and you can do that with so many different backgrounds you have with proofreading. That's a good point. So when you were going to start your business, you heard about transcript proofreading on my Instagram, you watched the work, the free workshop, you were like, okay, yes, even though I don't like to read, even though I have a nursing background, I can figure out how to apply it and make this work. So knowing you want to do it, plus starting your business are two very different things. A lot of people want to do things, but don't actually follow through and do that. I mean, I'm sure you've done it. I have definitely done it. So what made you, what were you most worried about starting your business? And it's to, to a full, a twofold question. What made you decide, uh, what helped you overcome that kind of trepidation? Or maybe you weren't nervous. Maybe you're like, this is it. I'm going to do it. But tell me all the things. Hmm. I think time was the biggest thing. Like, hmm. am I really going to have time to do this? Am I really going to have time to proofread once I do finish? Um, I, I went in guns blazing and I was very mm-hmm. determined to finish as quickly yes. as possible. Um, but yeah, I think, I think prioritizing time and it was something that I had to kind of learn and grow with as I figured out, you know, how fast I could proofread, how fast it will take to do the course and things like that. So. I love you mentioned time because I feel like that is one of the biggest reasons. I mean, all of us, especially as adults, you know, a lot of times when we're planning our career, it's in high school and we're going into college and, you know, we've already made time for school for years. It's just, I'm just going to add four more years on. But as adults, when, especially if you have a significant other or you have kids or you already have a career and adding in something else, it's like, how in the world? So I love that you said that you prioritized your time. So can you give some examples of kind of, you're a, you're a mom, you have three kids, you're married. Um, Can you give some examples of how you made a point to prioritize your time, even with all that craziness in your life going on? Yeah. So I have three kids under six. So it is a busy time. They're all two years apart. So like, I mean, all moms are busy. One, two, three, 
to however many and (laughs) it's all busy. It's all time consuming. So what I made sure was, was to carve out time. So Mm. I knew nap time and after they go to bed is going to be like non-negotiable. I'm going to have an hour or two here. I'm going to have for sure three hours here and really like guarded that time, I guess, to say like, this is for this only, um, taking breaks, of course, like here and there, but yeah, tried to be really diligent about that. I love that you said it was non-negotiable and you guarded it. It's like, you know, it's a lot of times people, well, as, as a mom, I'm sure you have your non-negotiable, you're going to take, you're going to feed your kids in the morning before they go to school or, you know, before they get to whatever, playing around the house or whatever, you're going to, I mean, make sure they have their bath or whatever. I mean, you have your things that you're absolutely going and you wouldn't be like, I'm not going to do that today. I don't feel like it. Um, So I love that you decided this is non-negotiable as too. I'm going to make it and guarded that like you, you found time to do it with still with your kids, but you made sure it was a priority because that's, that takes discipline to do. That's not just something where you're like, "Eh, I might do it. I might not do it. (laughs) But your course was so engaging that I was like, I was hooked every time. I was like excited to get back in. Well, thank you. Good. I'm glad. Oh, that makes me happy to hear. So with um, having three kids under six and trying to balance all that, did you ever have those feelings where like, I feel selfish taking time to sit down and do this or did it, I mean, or did you feel like, you know, this is the right thing to do? How did, did you have ever have feelings, uh, maybe not selfish, but any misgivings about spending time on it? Sure. Yeah. You know, I kind of came to a point as a mom where I was like, I need to do something for me. Mm. Like it doesn't have to make money necessarily, but that's a really good perk. So I was like, it is for them because, mm-hmm. you know, it's to help our fi- family financially eventually. Yeah. Um but yeah, it really, I needed something for me that was separate for the, from the kids. Mm. And it was like a form of self-care really to be like, this is mommy's time. Mommy is working. You need to go back to your bed. like, <laughs> <laughs> And stay there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that you said that too. Like you communicated what you were doing. I feel like a lot of people want you to be mind readers and I've fallen into that habit too. Like I don't tell Jonathan, Hey, I need this time to focus on this. And then he come bother bothers me. I'm putting that quotes. And then I'm getting like, don't you know, I have work. Well, he can't, I mean, we are on the same wavelength, but it doesn't mean he can read my brain that I need that. So I love the key that you said that you communicated with them. Um, and so that they knew it was important to you and that they needed it. Did you find that, um, how did you, was your spouse supportive through it too? Or did you, okay, he was. Yes. Yes, very. And that's a big reason why I'm like able to do what I can do. Cause if I have an immediate job and I need to get this done and he's willing to like take the kids for, for like a few hours so I can get my work done. That's huge. So like having some kind of support, Mm-hmm. with the kids, I think is helpful. Not that you, you know, whether that's daycare, whether that's a family member or a spouse. Yeah. That makes sense. 
So when you were starting transcript proofreading, was that a conversation that you had with him where you talked it through it or were you like, I'm going to go do it? And he was like, yes, I'm here for the ride. Or because I know sometimes everybody has different approaches. Sometimes people are like, uh, they are absolutely not on board. Some are like, I have no clue what you're doing, but go ahead. <laughs> How was it with Dan when you uh, were like, I'm going to do this? He was a little like, like scratching his head a little bit. Like he didn't know what this was. Mm -hmm. And I was coming off of something else that I tried as a side hustle. And he was (laughs) like, okay, if you think this is going to work. You do you, Candace. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit of that at first. And then fast forward to like, I finished the course. Mm -hmm. I'm in my first week of working and marketing. And it was going great. And he's seeing the money come in and he's like, oh, like this is for real. I was like, yeah, honey, it is. <laughs> I knew this. I was just waiting for you to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he'll see, he'll, he'll see. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, when money hits the bank account, that is like when the, even for yourself, like you can even be kind of doubting yourself the whole time. I mean, you sound confident with it, but sometimes, you know, as we're going through and we're working on something, it's like, man, I sure hope this works out. But that time you get your first invoice with her, you know, it's 20 bucks or 200 bucks. It just feels like, wow, I learned to do something and I did this (laughs) on top of the world. And like, no, I joke, but he's super supportive. He was Mm -hmm. always like, this is mommy's time to work. He's like, I'll get them if they come down from bed. And he was just, yeah, just amazing. I love that. That that makes such a huge, when you have someone in your corner, um, whether that's a spouse or maybe your kids in your corner, or, you know, we have the, the community that we're in. Um, and I mean, you have all these students and grads in your corner supporting you. It makes a huge difference as opposed to trying to do it all on your own. That's a really good point. Yes, for sure. So you had mentioned right before you said you had tried out another side hustle you had, and then you went into transcript proofing that I love it. I've done that too. I mean, I don't even know if I can count the number of side hustles that I've tried. What, um, I know that com- sometimes com- trying other businesses, try- learning other things, whether we actually tried to start our business or not, can sometimes affect, not sometimes, usually it does, affect our perspective of any new business that we start. It's like, well, is this going to be like the last one where I didn't do well or I had big plans and it fell through or I didn't give myself the time? You, you, there are a million reasons why they don't work. Some are our fault. Some are not our fault. Some just weren't good fits. So how did you overcome the feelings of, you know, I just spent time and money on the last side hustle? Um but I'm going to make this one work. How did you feel like there was a difference? How did you push through for that? I think the difference that I really felt was the fact that it's remote and flexible. Mm. I felt really confident that it, I could fit it in with what I was doing and other side hustles that I tried. I was like, this is going to involve me being out of the house a lot, or this is going to involve a lot of preparation that I don't know if I have time for. And then, but yeah, I feel like with proof proofreading, it was like a very known quantity. And so I was like, okay. I think this will work. <laughs> this can and work. you just went for it. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like I wouldn't have known unless I tried it. Mm. And it it felt like, okay, the amount for that first phase, I was like, I think that is a reasonable amount to figure out if this is what will work for me. And if it doesn't, yeah. then it's just something else I can cross off the list. And it's like, you know, if it's even just decreasing my list of possibilities, that's yeah. helpful. I, oh. I'm going to like have that sound bite and just replay it. 
Because I feel, and that is a really common concern. I mean, everybody has that concern. I mean, I have, I mean, for, I've started a million side hustle and I still think when I think of new side hustles to start, I'm like, well, am I going to be like, am I going to like it? Is the money worth it? I mean, I've spent anywhere from like five bucks for a little ebook to like thousands of dollars for courses that I've never used before. Um, but that feeling of I tried it and maybe I don't like it, maybe, it, but I'd so much rather know then sit there and wonder because that lives in your brain. It takes up space wondering and you wouldn't want to go through life. Just what if I had done that? Mm-hmm. And that was living in my head for like two weeks. So I was like looking at your course. I was like, do I, don't I, you know, and I'm so <laughs> glad that I did. When you finally did, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their own pace for working through the course. Um, it is a self-paced course, so you can get in. Like if you need a year to work through it, take the year. If you need, I mean, it's not going to take a couple of weeks, but if you need like, I, so how long for you? I mean, three kids, married, you've got stuff to do. How long? I know it's been a little bit, but how long did it, if you can remember, did it take you to go through the course? I think three to four months. Nice. Okay. how long it took me. Yeah. We're just doing like a few hours a day. Nice. All right. And like yeah. when the kids are in nap time or after bedtime and fitting it in, does that make yes. sense? And you were really into, like you had mentioned before, it was non-negotiable. You were going to do it. Yes. And they were like intense work times. It wasn't like multitasking at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point too. Cause you can't, multitasking just doesn't cut it if you're going to try to focus. It's a good point. Um, so after you graduated the course, um, you passed your exam and then you, so after you passed your exams, you know, you have to get your business, business set up, learn how to market. After you got that part done, how long did it take you to, uh, thereabouts, did it take you to find your first client? I think a day or two. It was pretty quick. That's fast. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was quick <laughs> and it was a lot at first. And so my first week was kind of like a record high week mm-hmm. um, in my proofreading career. So I was like, kind of a deer in headlights, but it was, it was fun. It was really fun. And I realized, you know what, I'm really going to enjoy this. Like if I'm getting this much work and I'm Mm -hmm. working this much and I'm not dreading it, but I'm excited to work. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I've ever felt like that with work. It was a revelation. (laughs) Ah, ah, I love that. Just the feeling you're busy, but you know, you don't, I mean, not dreading work. That is one of the best. You can't put a price tag on that feeling. No, seriously priceless. <laughs> and I mean, it was priceless, but you were also making great money. Like, didn't you make back? I feel like I can't remember. You had posted something about, I think you made back the cost of the course in like the first week or two or something. Yes. That is yep. amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, then, then, then Dan was like, wow, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Well, I love that you did it. And then because a lot of, you know, part of the fear of starting your own business, which we all have that fear, whether you've been doing it forever, or this is your very first business you started, is putting yourself out there is, it can be kind of intimidating, because you're like, I hope people like me and want me and understand how good I am. But you, it just took you a day or two. And you're like, Oh, people do see how awesome I am. Well, I I definitely led with my that I had my RN and I feel like people can lead with any skills you have, you know, that you can bring to the table. Absolutely. I agree. Yes, 100%. When you talk about 
what you can give instead of, I mean, yeah, it is about you in the sense that you are an RN, but you're not just talking about I'm the best RN there was. You're talking about how you being an RN is helpful to your client. That's such a switch on, yes, it's about me, but I have skills that help you. Mm-hmm. So um, had you had any marketing experience before this or was this your first time really trying to go out and get clients? I'm laughing because I have no marketing skills whatsoever. I <laughs> <laughs> have never tried and no, no, none. You don't really have to do that in nursing. You know, they're like begging you to come work. <laughs> that, you have got a point there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think everything I learned through the course, it was very simple and just laid out easily. So I was like, I'll follow steps one, two, three, put it up there. And the biggest fear was just like, oh my gosh, what if nobody responds? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise it was, it was pretty painless. Good. Ah, that's good. And would you consider yourself an introvert? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Obviously. I mean, I'm maybe like a more 50-50 split and it depends, Mm -hmm. but I definitely need my time. That makes it see a lot of time. I feel like people think that to market well and to get clients that you have to be really bubbly, outgoing, love people, always extroverted. And that's not the case. (laughs) You just turn it on for that five minutes you write your post. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) And then you can go back and relax and be like, okay, that's I how it felt. Like, my heart rate can go down. <laughs> I can breathe again. I posted it. It's over. <laughs> and the nice thing is, I mean, you can do in-person marketing and, you know, I cover all that inside the course in detail so that you aren't left trying to figure it out on your own. But a lot, most of marketing is done online. So it's not like you have to be super happy or perfectly dressed, perfect makeup all the time to market, which... I would be like, and no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Same. So what would you say? I mean, I feel like you have touched on a lot of what you like about transcript proofreading throughout this, but what would you say is your, if you could pinpoint, I'm always saying my favorite part of transcript proofreading. I'm like, yes, Elizabeth, you've said about it like 20 other things, but if you could pinpoint one thing that you just has felt like it's just the perfect thing for you. What would that, I'm kind of throwing that question at you as a surprise, but what, how, what would you say is your favorite if you could pick or your top three, if it's hard to narrow down? Top three about proofreading? Yes. Being a transcript proofreader. Yep. I would say for sure relationships. So relationships Mm -hmm. in the community, like Mm -hmm. it was really a lifeline for me and just such a great place to be. So love the communities and now love working. (laughs) <laughs> in the communities. Yes. And then commun- like relationships with the court reporters. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect as well. Like feeling like I'm really needed. I'm really a valuable asset to their team. Um, and like developing that long-term relationship. I really loved that um, yeah. when I was a nurse as well, like more long-term kind of stuff. So, um, and I think the last thing would be like a, that sense of accomplishment, mm. like when you finish a transcript and you turn it in, like I'm one of those people who really likes like crossing things off on my list. So Same. I was like, got that done. Yay. Like finish that transcript. Um, yeah. And so, and with that, just like contributing to my family's finances, like it's mm. opened a lot of doors for us to think about moving or a different mm. house or, you know, things like that. And so that's been super that, helpful too. Oh, 
I don't know if I could pick my favorite of those three that you. <laughs> I know that was a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, no, the forming the relationships yeah, and feeling needed and appreciated. I mean, think of how many jobs you've had in the past where it's like you just felt kind of like a cog in the machine or you were there. There is nothing wrong with being at a job just to collect a paycheck. There is. I mean, that is literally the reason you have a job is to right. make money. Let's. A lot of people shy away from that, but that is for real the reason. And being able to do something where you feel fulfilled and make a paycheck and feel appreciated, I mean, that just makes you want to keep doing it and keep doing mm-hmm. a good job. Yes. And then, of course, the money part, having to be able to expand your options, especially like in today's economy where options can feel really limited um, or difficult, that is such a good feeling to know. Yes. Definitely. Live the dream. <laughs> yes. Dream job makes you feel like you're living the dream for sure. Uh, I love that too. Man, I have all these little sound bites. I'm going to be like, and listen to this on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, um, what do you, what advice do you have for someone who is considering transcript proofreading? Um, yeah. Like if somebody was asking you about it or they're like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a mom and I have kids. I don't know if I'm going to have time or like, I don't know too much about this. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't even like to read. Like (laughs) what advice would you have to somebody who's thinking about transcript proofreading, but hasn't taken the leap yet into trying it out? Something I tell my kids a lot is like, you don't know until you try it. And I say Mm. for good things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for good things. Yes. <laughs> I want to eat my words later. So, <laughs> mom, you said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, take a try. Like you won't regret it. Mm. If if you're not sure, take the leap. And then if you figure out at the end of phase one, it's not for you, then that's okay. Like we said earlier, you cross it off your list. But yeah, you might find that you love it, and mm. that's that's what happened to me for sure. I love that. And your your note of caution, don't do everything. That's what you're <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's so true. That's and that's one of the reasons why, you know, like I have my course in phases so that if you get in and you're like, nope, then it's no, no hard feelings. I'm not going to be offended. I would much I mean, I'll have people email and be like, Do you think I'd be a good fit? And if I don't think you are, then I'll tell you I don't want you in there disappointed over yet another side hustle that you tried. And if you aren't sure, but you think it might be, then why not? So yes. I have, some people have, uh, you know, a lot of work from home businesses are, and there's nothing wrong with this. So I'm not like pointing, like looking down on any type of side hustle, but a lot of when people think of working from home, it's you sell a certain product and you have like a multi, like multi-level marketing where you report to a boss or, you know, you try to get other people to be proofreaders as well. Do you, how would you differentiate? I don't know if you, I mean, a lot of people have tried um, different multi-level marketing um, things and they've loved it and they've excelled at it and been amazing. And other people have tried it and been like, if this is what working from home is, then it's absolutely not for me. So a lot of, I actually do get a lot of questions like, is transcript proofreading like multi-level marketing? And so I know you've gotten that question before. How would you, how do you feel it's different? How does it feel? Um, I guess maybe not as intimidating or maybe how, how would you differentiate it? I think the main thing is like, you really are your own boss. Mm. Like you're working for the court reporter, but you have that autonomy, freedom to reject jobs, to say, to find someone else for a job or 
um, to set your terms. Like, I really feel like I'm the owner of my business Mm. and I'm not answering to anyone. And so (laughs) I love that bad or wrong. (laughs) I just really like that part. No. Oh, that is a huge one for, I don't like being told what to do. I never have. That's been a, I was told it was a problem when I was growing up and now I'm like, that's a strong point now, but that's such a good (laughs) point. If you don't like being told what to do or having somebody else dictating your schedule, then that is such a good point. Yes, you really are. I mean, you have responsibilities. It's not like you just don't, don't do your work if you get a job, but (laughs) (laughs) with integrity. Yes, you can be your own boss. <laughs> so I, I like you brought that point up about being your own boss. If you haven't owned your own business before and you hadn't before this, then it can feel intimidating to be your own boss and know that you have to set your own schedule and show up. And especially with kids where, you know, sometimes life isn't always how you plan it. So, yes. <laughs> so how do you... How are you intentional now that you are a business owner? Um, you said you love the freedom. Like it's not an intimidating part of it. It can't sound intimidating. I'm my own business owner. But how do you make sure that you show up and you aren't stressed and you have, I don't really necessarily like the term balance because life isn't always balanced. There are times you can't, you have to focus on your proofreading business over everything else and it can feel a little lopsided. I guess that's a two point two-part question. I'm sounding like an attorney here with my questions that just go on and on and keep growing. We read about, we read them all the time. So yeah. (laughs) How do you, for one, feel like you balance, balance, how do you feel like you get everything done as a business owner without feeling like proofreading overtakes your life? Because proofreading is meant to support the life you want to have. It's not meant to encroach on everything. Yes. I mean, it's a give and take. Sometimes I do feel like I'm proofreading a little more than I thought I would be this weekend. I wish I had more time with the kids or, or something like that. But something we talk about in the groups a lot is boundaries. And I Mm. think like having healthy boundaries, knowing when to say no, I'm definitely someone who wants to say yes and does not want to disappoint. (laughs) So I, I like took every single job that came my way for like, I think the first few months and (laughs) never said no. And it really bit me in the butt sometimes. And so I think I learned through the process, like, okay, I have this coming up. I need to plan ahead. Mm. And so really like protecting my schedule that I already have Mm -hmm. and then not feeling so bad to say no. That's good for us people pleasers because it does feel like saying no is like disappointing somebody. But when you say no, I mean, how's that feeling when you say no now that you have learned to, okay, this is my line I've done. Does it feel framed? Does it feel disappointing? A little bit of both? Yeah, definitely mixed emotions. But knowing that I have other proofers, like in my back pocket, I'm like, hey, I can set you up with someone then. And then it's not a disappointment. It's like, oh, they're still, she's still trying to take care of me. Like mm. they feel like I'm still in their corner and that's what I want. So. Oh, I love that. A proofreader in their corner. Yes. And then that, you know, it feels like when I, I did the same thing as you, when I first started proofreading, I mean, I still kind of do this. I mean, years later, I'm still working on it. Wanting to say yes to every job and afraid to disappoint. Um, but if you're saying yes to everything and you're affecting your quality of work, then it affects the court reporter and they don't want that. And if it affects your family life, that's not what you didn't get into this job to be stressed all the time. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's, 
And that is some, you're, you're very right. That's something we do talk about inside the communities about how to balance that. And it's so nice knowing that there are other grads who can do a really good job and take care of your court reporters and you'll get your court reporters back. It's not like you're giving away clients and never going to see them again. Right. No. Either. Well, Candace, is there anything else? I mean, I feel like this is just a so much helpful information for people thinking about transcript proofreading or are currently working through it and in the middle of it all. If you could leave with one piece of advice of what is, I know that's a lot or several pieces. If you have like your favorite, maybe it's a hobby horse or something that you really wish, like if you could just speak so openly and honestly to somebody uh, who's thinking about it or is in the middle of it and dragging their feet because, hey, we've all been there when, what would you say if you could just sit down and be like, hey, this is what I need you to know. As a, as a proofreader who's done it, I'm successful. What is it that you would say? I would say <clears throat> if you put in the work, you will see the results. And if, if you put in the effort, like you're going to see something great at the end. So don't give up. Like, I think it's easy to want to give up. And maybe for some people, it's not the right fit and that's okay. But yeah. if this is something you feel like you'll be passionate about and will fit in your schedule, like it did for me, it's worth it. It's really worth it. I love that. Don't give up. Keep going. I know it feels like it. Keep the long-term goal in mind. Ah, that's so good. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed talking to Candace as much as I did. I mean, I talk to Candace just about every day because we work on the team together, but just getting to sit here and listen to her talk about her business, it inspires me. I'm like, oh, I need to go find a transcript to proofread. <laughs> like, I love it. So I hope you're just as inspired as I was. And to realize that if you have a goal and you want to make it happen, you absolutely can. It takes some discipline. It takes some hard work. Um, this is not a get rich quick business where you snap your fingers. Um, and it's so rewarding and so satisfying. So thank you so much, Candace. I know your time is valuable. Like we talked about, you're a mom, you're busy. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me and the rest of us. And um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Want to learn more about transcript proofreading? Then check out my free workshop, Is Transcript Proofreading the Right Money-Making Business for Me? It's less than an hour and it answers lots of FAQs around transcript proofreading so you can decide if this is the perfect side hustle for you. You can check it out on theproofreadingbusinesscoach.com forward slash workshop registration.